Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You but God with good credits. Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. It is with heavy hearts that today we have to announce the passing of one of our founders. Uh, the original half of Two Black Guys with Good Credit, our brother Arlington Forbes. After battling cancer, Arlington has now transitioned from this physical world, but his spirit lives on in many ways through his family, and our heartfelt condolences go out to his wife, Jack, and also to Arlington's mother. But also Arlington's spirit continues to live through his friends and all of the amazing art and great work that he created. Um, in fact, his spirit lives on through our show, Two Black Guys with Good Credit, that he helped create. And we are doing today's show in his honor. Uh, and our topic today is coping financially with losing a loved one. Sean, I know in recent years, and everyone listening, we've all de- dealt with the passing of loved ones, and it's never easy. And I know recently when your mother died, you really learned a lot about how to cope with, you know, financially cope with losing a loved one, because there's a lot that, you know, you have to be prepared for or, or that, that you have to deal with. So can you talk a little bit about that, Sean? Yeah, first, I just want to take a little step back about um, my brother, my ying to my yang, my good friend that I love dearly. I haven't really spoken out about him as yet. Um, Arlington, for those that listen to our show from the beginning of our show, you know, there was a chemistry that we had. And, um, you know, it started off with Arlington and I just having financial talks. And if anybody knew Arlington, he was more of a an art guy. But I really realized he was also a finance guy. And we just kind of shared ideas and battled and we just said let's put this into some kind of show and podcast and share the information that we that we have and um the magic began you know from day one we just had this chemistry that i don't think will ever be replaced and uh i miss him dearly um so here we are and for those that was always sending us mails like hey you know where's arlington we love arlington on the show you know arlington was a very he, he didn't like to share his 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 challenges with people and he didn't want private person. Yeah. He didn't want everybody to have, he didn't want to have that sympathy. He was dealing with cancer for four years and, um, he just 
felt that it was best that, you know, we kept it quiet and I had to respect that. Um, so for those that were always wondering, where's Arlington? I never commented on it because the reason why, because he was, he had these, this battle with cancer he was dealing with and he, he was trying to fight through. Um, but that was my guy and I love him dearly. I, I miss him every day and I can't even pick out simple tiles without his opinion now. So, um, I'd just like to say, you know, I love you, Arlington, if you're listening. This show's for you. And back to your question, Matt. When my mother died in 2013, yeah, I, I realized that, you know, cancer, it gave me a chance to say goodbye. But even though we said goodbye, I still wasn't really ready for my mom's passing. And I don't think anybody is, is ready for that moment. At the time of my mother's passing, she was not married. So my sister and I had to get all of her affairs in order. And I must say, I, must say we, I think we did a pretty good job. And in this episode, um, we're trying to provide some helpful tips for those that, are, that those that lost a loved one or can see in the near future of losing a loved one. I think, you know, now to two people I love dearly passing by this disease, it's, I think it's something that we should discuss of how to, like, transition and how to get your finances in order. So um, that's what we are dedicating the show to my good friend Arlington Forbes, and we're trying to figure out, you know... Um, losing the loss of a loved one and uh, the financial impact to that. So actually, you know, before we, before we dive in, Karen, I know, you know, you had the chance and uh, opportunity over the last in recent years to get to know Arlington. Do you have any thoughts or anything you'd like to share? Yeah, of course. You know, I'm, uh, I promise we'll get it together <laughs> uh, in like 30 seconds within this podcast, but it, it does feel a little bit emotional because yeah, I, I'm new. I'm the new girl on the podcast and Arlington's the OG. And he's always been, he was always nothing but so, so cool and sweet and professional to me. I loved him right away when we met. Every episode with him was a banger. Um, and he was a really special guy. I could tell he was so intelligent. And um, and I could tell that you guys had a really special bond. And, you know, I, I, did, I didn't know him really well, but he was um, like, a, a really beloved and impressive person to me, especially knowing him through this show. And it made me really, really sad to hear about this. You know, I, um, I guess I was somewhat aware of his struggle, but you know, you don't really know what someone's going through like that um, unless you're really close to them. And, um, and I, I was shocked and I was sad, but I'm so happy for the chance to have gotten to know him. I really, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful that we crossed paths and um and I'm glad that we get to dedicate this episode of the show to him, you know, and that I know people go through this, you know, I know people are going to be listening to this and they're going to be maybe going through, maybe you're going through something like this right now. And the truth is that life doesn't stop because someone passed away or, you know, because your heart hurts and there's still things that have to be done. And so that's what this episode is about. This is just kind of help you step by step walk you through i know it's overwhelming and there's grief and it's, it's hard to deal with emotional things and practical things but that's what we're here to help you with and, and before sean before you jump in i just want to add that like our brother arlington he was he was um very passionate about our show offering information that that really gave people a takeaway um so it's like there's there's different <laughs> energies and emotions that we're dealing with with the loss of our brother like like we're probably going to do a show later on down the road maybe um in a different way like a personal tribute of, of things that maybe we want to talk about we're kind of mulling things over 
but yeah, in the spirit of Arlington, who who a takeaway and giving people information that can help them. Uh, like I just want to, I, I feel Arlington spirit in that we want today's show. It's not so much um, about necessarily our grief because there's that that's a part of this, but we're really trying to give people some information that will help them as they deal with situations like this. So Arlington, I'm sorry, Sean, I'm going to pass it to you. Uh, why don't yeah. you um, get, get get this um, like take us into the, our lesson for the day? Well, thank you, Matt, and thank you for keeping this show. As Arlington would say, keeping it tight. Because I, I haven't really had a chance to really speak out. I, I, it's getting emotional for me. So I appreciate you keeping, as Arlington would say, his famous lines. Keep it tight, guys. And I think this is the kind of show he'd want us to do where we're sharing information because he was really all about sharing. Um, so the first one, when making financial and funeral plans, be patient. You know, ask for help. Everything doesn't have to be resolved overnight. I mean, that's the first thing you should know. Like, you're, you're kind of like when my mother passed, even with Arlington, you just want to do right by that person so you're in this rush mode. But trust me, the person that passed is not expecting you to get everything done quickly. It's about making the right decision and grieving. You know, I'm, I'm obviously Arlington passed away by the time the show airs well over probably three to four weeks ago. And, you know, the grieving continues and I don't know when it'll ever end. But you have to know it's an intense transition. It's an intense thing that you're going through. And it's very emotional. And some days are actually better than others. But there are a lot of details to take care of, and you you may not be in the right you know frame of mind to make the right the best choices. So you need strong people by your side, and let and don't be shy to let others help carry the load, and you know and share information and share financial information that that you know can help guide and make the best choices. Also, Sean, if I might chime in, I, I would like for people to remember that the, there is a, a business side of this, the funeral and memorial uh, industry. There's a business, so although we're grieving and dealing with the loss of our loved one. And this is not the easiest thing to do while grieving, but, you know, and maybe you, you do a part of this as you're planning. If you, if someone in your family is maybe aging or, or, or if you feel as though um, you see that there, there may be someone who might be passing soon. And then sometimes you don't have time to plan. Sometimes it, things happen, but you have to compare funeral prices or, or compare casket burials versus cremation transport, transport, I'm sorry, transporting the remains. Um, there's different things that will cost money. So um, if the person who is dying, if there's if they are aware of what's going on, ask them what their wishes are, consult them. Um, and then beyond that, you just have to make sure you are, you know, looking into all of the aspects of this and, and spending wisely. Right. And uh, honestly, I'm someone who tends to get overwhelmed by stuff like this. And um Something that helps me when I have a bunch of a big overwhelming task is to break it up into smaller tasks that are manageable. So make a little task list, <laughs> you know, even if you think this is a silly step or whatever, make a list. But for example, there's going to be a lot of a lot of moving parts, right? Make a list of all the bills that you share with this person collectively. Start thinking about how to separate them out into just your name, just their name so that their estate can close out their their bills. You know, for example, you might share a heating or electric bill, but car payments, car insurance, personal credit cards, all that stuff might be independent. So when you start separating out the finances, you can go check by check down a list, close out the expenses that you don't share, make sure that your list is accessible and easy to find so that you don't get overwhelmed when there's logistical things and emotional things going on all at once. 
And just to piggyback off what you're saying, Karen, another thing that people may, as simple as these these tasks, these lists may seem, they're all very important. And one thing is to be organized. And this is for the living as well. You know, start organizing your, your affairs so that when people can look into it, they understand it and they know what direction to go. You know, I, I have a list for all my passwords and account numbers, and I try to share them with close family members of mine so they can understand. Even as well, like, you know, if you have accounts in places that people would never even think to look, maybe it's time to consolidate those accounts. So it's, you know, once again, so it's easy for people to find, you know, real estate and taxes, make sure those are filed. Those paperwork are filed in, in some kind of order and some kind of file, even if it's a filed electronically on your, on your computer or in the cloud. Um, and when you contact customer service, make sure you understand everything thoroughly that they're explaining to you about the deceased and about their affairs. Don't be, don't try to act like you know it all or assume that they're going to look at you different because you don't know it all. You know, and, it, it, and also a good thing to ask too after every conversation and what I learned is to say, hey, is, do you have anything, any other accounts or any other, any other affiliation or business connected with this deceased tax ID and give them the tax ID? And sometimes when they pull up things from that tax ID, other accounts or something else may show up. Um, and also, you know, check safety deposits, you know, in the house at the bank for documents because they may also have access to things that you weren't that you, that you weren't aware of. So I think being organized is such an important point. So I, I want to chime in on your point there. Uh, I in the last decade, you know, sadly I've I've had I've dealt with a few people who were very close to me who have passed along, and my dad he passed away about ten years ago, but. My mother and I going through his affairs and, and paperwork and documents, it was funny, like he was very organized and like I just remember finding things that we weren't aware of, but because he had had things in somewhat of an organized fashion, we were able to locate accounts or insurance policies or things that like from his military service or things from just different aspects of his life that ended up that like I, I remember we found a document that we were could have just passed over and maybe like just overlooked, but it's like, Oh wait, let's call this number. This, this looks like something. And it turned out there was, he had a policy that there was money that was there that, you know, he, we could then do whatever, do whatever with that money, pass on to his grandson or, or, um, but there's just things that you can, people might, if you're not organized, you might have money that sits there that people, your, your loved ones and family members may not even be able to access. So you definitely, want to make sure that your stuff is organized. And, and yeah. I know when you're young or if you're not at an age where you think, you know, death is near, which, you know, we, tomorrow's not promised to any of us, but it's easy to kind of overlook organizing your affairs at, a, at certain ages, but it's, it's important for us to all think about these things, you know, absolutely. You start, yeah. As, as adults, when you start to accrue things mm-hmm. and you've bought property or you own things or you have people who depend upon you, children are, are just different aspects. That organization point is super important. So. It's so, so you're so right because when my mother died, we were, I still have a sense of fear. Did we really get all the money we were supposed to get? Did we collect? Is there an account that we didn't know of? The insurance policies that we didn't cash in on? I'm still to this day, she died in 2013, not 100% sure we got everything. It's a fact. And, you know, it it might feel like a disrespect (laughs) to think about money when someone has passed, but you're doing yourself and them a service and their family a service as well because it has to be done. And it's a fact of life. It's not wrong to prioritize things that happen to the living 
while you're dealing with someone who's also passed. It's, it's just how it goes. And so I think if someone's feeling feelings of guilt, that you're thinking about money at a time like this, when something has happened, um, you're, you're doing, you're being strong and you're doing the right thing. It's hard. Like it's, it's making the tough choice to say, okay, I have to deal with some real life stuff right now, you know, and it's not always obvious. Like I I wouldn't, (laughs) I personally wouldn't know what to do. (laughs) Um, without you guys, without consulting someone, without making a list, I wouldn't know. Like, so for example, um, Another tip is to know what paperwork to file and when, you know, it's, it's like, you know, when someone comes into the world or goes out of the world, the government gets involved (laughs) and there's paperwork that has to be filed. So, you know, when a death occurs, you have to notify authorities and look that up state by state so that you can get a death certificate. The death certificate has all kinds of legal implications. So that has to be done right. You know, organ donation needs to be decided as well. You know, if that person has decided to be an organ donor and how does that work? And does, do you need consent from the family? Um, certain deaths are not eligible for that. So, you know, cancer deaths, for example, are not eligible except for the cornea apparently, you know, so these are all logistical things that, um, that need to be done legally, you know, even while you're in this process of grief. As well, Karen, they also need to look for a letter of instructions from the deceased. Maybe they kept the one at home or with a relative, describing what type of arrangements they wanted. You know, there's, you know, people leave some things that are unconventional, you know, that may be hidden between the mattress <laughs> that they wanted certain things done. May not be legally binding, but it's, it could be their wishes, right? And, you know, and, and you should always look for a will, maybe in the hands of an attorney, loved one, safety deposit, or an executor, you know, see if there's a will. And it's really a plan. Will is like a plan of execution, Right. It is. And you know what? I really think that state by state, it varies and that you, a handwritten will can also be considered a will. I think that in the absence of something else, in certain instances, you don't need a, a notarized will or whatever. So if you do find the letter of, of intent or the wishes of the person that you lost, that could be legally important. Well, as you bring up the word legally, I would also add that, it, you know, it's important, you know, if possible, maybe you should speak with a lawyer, talk with a lawyer who talk with the lawyer who wrote the will or ask friends and families for referrals. Call the local bar association if you don't have a lawyer. Make sure you call two to three lawyers before deciding which lawyer you want to go with. Most lawyers are will offer a, a free first short meeting to discuss kind of a, you know. A, and I mean short. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no, these lawyers, they definitely are not trying to go without getting paid, but, but you know, <laughs> speak to a lawyer first and discuss what's going on and make sure you discuss their fees before you agree to anything. Some lawyers may charge a flat rate hourly um, or, or rates are based upon, you know, a percent commission of the estate um, and estate percentages usually range between six and 8%. Yeah. Just to echo what you're saying, Matt, regards to lawyers, and I'll tell everybody who's has dealt with lawyers, like just because your family, friends or somebody you love refers you to a lawyer, doesn't mean you have to do it. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do your due diligence. You should still Google that lawyer. You should still find out inf- background checks, and you should still compare because it keeps his prices and fees in check. It gives you an understanding or, or of her business. prices or his or her prices, fees in check. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> nice so guys. <laughs> I would. I'd recommend, if, in just in general, if you're if you're gonna have a lawyer handle the estate, make sure that you've done some comparative analysis. You've done your homework because not just because he's a nice guy and he attends maybe the funeral or he attends the. Um, the memorial service, which would mean that he's for hire. He's he's going to be your hired uh, female or male. <laughs> nice. So speaking of settling the estate, which sorry for the awkward transition <laughs> that Arlington would have hated, <laughs> um, but it's a good idea to get started 
on the financial stuff, which yes, is kind of burdensome and annoying and, and feels at odds with grief, but no more than two weeks after the funeral start uh, ends. And ideally, honestly, some of it before, because if there's a will that has to be read and there's something about funeral arrangements in the will, it's ideal to have that read ahead of time and post funeral Two weeks is, I think, about the time that you want to, you know, after that, it's kind of time just to get the ball rolling on some financial stuff before it becomes too complex for you or buried under paperwork or too far in the past. You know, after the funeral, there's also logistical things that you might not really think of changing passwords, you know, changing pin numbers, changing security cards, these, these little logistics that are going to come up that you wouldn't think of in the middle of a moment of grief. Um, yeah. Once again, Karen, you're 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 hitting the, the nail on the head. All of the possessions are, you know, are are a person owns at the date of death is part of their estate. Just so people know everything, right down to their nail clipper, um, like clothes, car, furniture, bank accounts, stocks, bonds, etc. Who gets what is determined by the law of the state in which the person resides. This estate is divided up as instructed by the will. Expenses or unpaid debt. Legal fees and taxes are, are paid first. Of course, the government and the debtors have to get their money first. Small estates can be settled usually within a few weeks, and large ones could take one and a half years. So those, for those people that are like extensive legal battles, state battles, you know, you can always look for a new attorney as well because these things should not take years upon years to settle an estate unless there's people contesting the estate, right? Uh, probate court appoints or an, ex- an ex- point an executor or a personal representative, this person carries out all the terms of the will and is usually called, this is called probate. If there's no will, this is why it's important to have a will, then how everything is determined is by the laws of that state. We'll decide how everything is divided. So it's important to have a will. Well, another challenging or sometimes challenging thing is locating your loved one's assets. So, I mean, if, if a person who was old school and, and, Maybe they worked for one company, owned one home, banked it, you know, their local bank and, and purchased insurance with one company. Then you're blessed because you're going to have an easier time finding all of those assets. But in, in this uh, newer era where people have multiple jobs, you know, maybe you're self-employed. If the person that passed away was self-employed or moved around a lot, had multiple jobs then it can be more challenging to locate all the assets. You know, they may have old bank accounts, retirement accounts from previous jobs, old stock certificates, you know, so that's a challenge. And not only that, but they could have other, you know, this would, this would miss me. (laughs) I would need to consult someone to know even the range of possible financial assets someone would have, but they could include annuities, bank accounts, dividend checks, uh, escrow funds, you know, who knew gift certificates, life insurance policies, mutual funds, tax refunds, safety deposit boxes, et cetera, stocks, uncashed checks. Someone had an uncashed check just lying around. You don't know. Um, cryptocurrency. Exactly. <laughs> that That's was my crypto. It, it is a new one. And, you know, part of the issue with cryptocurrency is generational, um, passing it like legacy, passing it on through generations. So, um, if someone doesn't have something in place for that and you don't know their passwords, it's maybe possible that that asset might be lost. So it's, it's important to maybe contact the company and see what can be done. Karen, you're on a roll and I got to echo you again in saying that, you know, you need to call all banks, insurance companies and ask, even if the statements are old, outdated, you know, call them and see if there's anything that are collectible that you that's unaccountable for that's just been, 
you know, sitting there dormant for a number of years. And, and once again, ask this important question, are there any social, there any social, there anything tied to my the deceased social security number or any of the other accounts in general, any other accounts with any other people with a similar name, just something to make sure that you've, you've, you've tried, you've checked off everything. You've made sure you covered all angles that, that, that account for everything. Because with my mother passing, we found out about a small account my mom had for like $8,000 by just by luck, by finding an old statement. So it's important to really, you know, check these things. And, you know, another good way, too, is income tax returns can also help and find and track assets. This is something where, you know, you may want to get a friend involved that has that knows tax returns and accountant and just kind of go through it. Because little things that they may be writing off or maybe through the accounts that they're referring to in their tax returns can lead you to some um, things that you need to uncover. Hey, Sean, before you go any further, the uh, producer in me and Arlington was also part time producer when he wasn't hosting our show. So he'd be in my ear telling me we need to go to commercial. So everyone stay tuned. We are breaking down um, all the things you need to know in terms of financial uh, decisions when you've lost a loved one. So stay tuned for more Two Black Guys with Good Credit. We'll be right back. with more. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Black guys. Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Today's show, we have dedicated to our friend, our brother, Arlington Forbes, who recently passed uh, after a battle with cancer. And so in honor of our brother, we have dedicated today's show to him. And we're discussing a topic that is basically related to that. It's coping with the financially coping with the loss of a loved one. And there's lots that goes into that. And uh, we don't always think about these things, but so we hope today's show will be illuminating and helpful if you are dealing with something like this. So uh, today we've broken down the following. Uh, Number one, when making funeral plans, be patient and ask for help was our first point. Number two is to make a task list. Number three, we recommend that you be organized. Number four, understand your money. Number five, know what paperwork to file and obtain. Number six, speak with a lawyer. 
Number seven, we broke down the importance of settling the estate. Uh, Point number eight is how to locate your loved one's assets. And that brings us to where we are now in the show. Sean, what is our point number nine? Matt, this is when uh, the living and the, the living needs to practice just in their day to day lives. And, you know, I, even though when you're grieving, your emotions all over the place, you really need to focus on even I'm, I'm, I'm doing it for today's show as well. You know, I was weeping, but I was trying to stay in control. You know, do not let friends and family wander in and take them, take items that were promised to them first. You know, you need to make sure you inventory everything. And we're going to strategic, strategic plan how you're going to allocate things and how you're going to give them out because there may be some overlap. Two people may be thinking that one thing was deserving to them or was supposed to be given to them. So you need to be one like decide how this how this inventory of love is going to be distributed, right? If a letter of instructions or will is made out, it's your job that it goes out, gets to the right person. You have that obligation to that person to make sure that things are given out in the way that they would want them given out. And if you're like you know, with my friend Arlington passing, you know, there's things that you know that your your gut is telling you that's right by knowing what, by that person. And you need to really like live by that, that, you know, to make sure that because with, with when this comes out, when family dies, unfortunately, it can get very ugly. You know, people can get very greedy and selfish and want things. And you need to always have that person in the back of your mind and try to live by what they would want done best and and make sure that everybody, you know, that loved him is able to, you know, have a piece of him, if that makes sense. To, to that point, Sean, I, I think we've all, most people, a lot of people have seen this within families uh, when there is a death in the family. Um, an unintended consequence is people deal with it differently. And I, I don't think anyone, you hope that that's not anyone's intention, but you're right. Things can get ugly because it's an emotional um thing that we have to deal with and there's all sorts of other underlying issues and unresolved issues maybe people have with their family so things can get very ugly and you want so staying in control or having a you know sober mind and someone who is really like looking at the big picture and just really trying to manage the business of this is super important important because otherwise it can just really get out of control in, in in the worst case scenario you don't want that I'll give you a perfect example. Like when my mom passed away in 2013, she had a lot of stuff, a lot of collectibles. She collected ornaments. She had like plates of Princess Di and when she got married and she had different, she collected little nice figurines, we would call them back in the day. And um, my sister and I decided to give them all away to people that were close to her, you know, at a funeral, just so they'd have a little piece of her. And it's such a warm feeling because we'll forget who we gave them to. And I'll walk into somebody's house and I'll see my mom's ornament in there. And it's like it's, it's such a nice feeling to see like people that you didn't even remember that you gave her a little something that to see something of your mother's belongings in their place in their dwelling that they're caring for you. It's kind of like they're carrying it, taking care of it for you. So, and you know, we had to take inventory of everything and figure out how we're going to distribute this. And we just said, well, the ones that we know are really close, to, we're going to give her piece of her piece of her. So, it's a it's a it's a feel good feeling when you do, and I think when you allocate things and give them out and share them. Yeah, I agree. And everyone's going to feel it different or everyone's going to determine a different way how to proceed. But you just want to be in control and, and think, you know, obviously follow along with the will and, and just, you know, have the the right a right frame of mind when dealing with this. But I, I think 
Um, that pretty much wraps up the list of, of no our- No bonus? No bonus? We always have a bonus. Come on, Matt. You cannot end our show. It's tradition that we always have a bonus. Our listeners are waiting for that bonus, so- So give them, I know. Some, give, give them a bonus, Sean. It's bonus. Well, this, is, this is a tough one. This is my boy, Arlington, and you know I, I got to do right by him. So you know I think Arlington was all about love, and he always said his friends are his family, right? So I would say- you know, it's time, especially during we're in the holiday season now, to um, maybe have these uncomfortable conversations with your friends and family. And let them know how you feel, where you stand, how you'd want things to be allocated. You know, and make. I always felt like I never understood the purpose of like not telling my children like my finance, how much money I have in the bank. I mean, I never included as a secret. I would think I should just you should just share information with your friends and family, and loved ones, and kind of let us know your your path and what you're where you're thinking how you like things to, to, to happen when you, when you leave this world. Um, right. I don't and know if that's a tip. But it's, it's, it's kind of, it's not a tip, <laughs> but I think, but look, I think maybe, maybe a little add on to your add on Sean is that I think that, you know, sometimes we need to reframe issues of money because they can seem coldly logistical to us. Right. Or that dealing with a will is, is, um, you know, dealing with money feels like so jarring when you're talking about dealing with love and family and, you know, grief and someone who's moved on, but making a will, finding a will, helping someone execute their estate, making sure that it's done properly is an act of love for someone. Them having left a will in the first place is an act of love from them. And so by, by, just handling the logistics of life for somebody or on somebody's behalf or on behalf of your or their family. It's a way to show a a sort of, I don't want to say a final act of support. I mean, there's people still living, but final act of support for the person who's, who's deceased in terms of their actual consequences of their life. You know, that this isn't something to feel bad about that you're being concerned with money and lawyers and logistics. It's something that has to be done as part of life. And that the person who left those things would would want it to be handled peacefully, gracefully, and well, and by someone that loves them too. Well, I, I would say after you know hearing the add-on and the add-on to the add-on, it, <laughs> it, it, it brings me to a, a, a takeaway in this show. You know, in honor of our brother Arlington, it, it it makes me think about how the cliches that we talk about in life that you know tomorrow is not promised and, you know, like you can't take life for granted and all those things. And and some of the tips we gave, like to be organized and putting together our will, like all of those things are things that it's like, okay, I know I need to do these things. But one thing that I, I took away was like on the be organized tip, it's like kind of identifying people, especially if you don't have any kids that are kind of just, um, almost, uh, they, they were, they, they are already hired or, you know, they, they already have that job of, they have to take, look after your estate, you know, they're, you're my kid, you got your, <laughs> but like, I don't have children. So it's like looking, you know, maybe identifying people in your life that you could, you know, maybe you make an organizational email where I'm going to share, you know, things that maybe, you know, just to, you can have your will, but also have like, you know, for passwords or important things or things that, you know, so you're not just, left out there were people not knowing how to find stuff, you know, like I, you know, me and my wife, like we can obviously share with each other, but having some backup people or whatever, but, but organizing your, your funds, your finances, that whole thing, that's to me so important because I think so many of us are just living like, you know, this, this ride doesn't end that we're going to live forever. And it's Mm -hmm. in moments like this, when you lose someone so close to you, you realize that 
we aren't here forever. Not that we don't know that, but you realize it in a different way. And it's so organization to me is my biggest takeaway uh, aside from the will. It's like just even like just basic organization to help your, 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 your family and loved ones navigate what you had. Um, so uh, on that note, like I always say, nothing changes if nothing changes. And I hate the change we're going through right now. Cause it's, you know, it's a very, like I said, the grieving part of losing my brother it hasn't really fully hit me yet. Um, I'm just trying to to share some information with the people as we are with the show. But nothing changes if nothing changes. It, it, you know, like life is always changing. So understand that we, every day it's changing. So don't don't think that we're here forever. So take take these lessons to heart. And uh, for Two Black Guys with Good Credit, I'm Matt Smith. I love you, Arlington Forbes. You're my brother for life. And uh, thank you for all that you've given us. I'm out. And I'm Karen, obviously, for Two Black Guys with Good Credit. Um, and I, um, <laughs> I'm i already being uncool at the end of this podcast. and <laughs> getting emotional. I can't help it. I'm super sentimental. Um, I'm so glad I got a chance to meet Arlington. I'm so glad we got to make this episode honoring him and um and yeah, I guess I'm, de- you know, we all deal with grief in our different ways and this is a way to honor someone that we really love. So, you know, I hope we'll see him on the other side. And as I always say, it doesn't matter what you did. <laughs> it only matters what you do next. So yeah, this one's for Arlington. I love you. I'm so glad I got to know you. Um, and I'll just say Arlington, you're loved, you're missed, you're appreciated. And, uh, there's nobody like you, bro. You're the yin to my yang and, uh, I love you and will continue to do what you'd want best to love and to, to share. So like as Karen once just said, uh, you know, I'll see you on the other side, bro. And I'm out. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.